I'm Roshi. And I'm Dion. Welcome to the In Life Podcast. Where we try to figure out life together. Has been a while. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing good. Tell me more. Um, I had like a little family reunion thing in Mendocino. Mm. Um, that was nice just seeing people um I'm trying to be more intentional about spending time with my parents Mm. um just because they're getting old and yeah I think just like devoting more time and mind share to family why why now um I think it's like a mix of a few factors. I think one is just acknowledging that my parents are getting old. Uh, Like I have to accompany sometimes them to hospital stuff or medical stuff because, you know, like the English Chinese translation isn't that great. Um, So just being around that more often is like putting it top of mind. I think it also makes sense because of COVID and that you can't really be flying everywhere or taking a bunch of international trips. Um, so yeah, I I think it's just like, it's good to do for me, you know, Mm. um, admittedly, I'm also watching all these like shows where there's some subplot line about character development, where a parent is like getting old or a parent is trying to teach something to like, you know, all that stuff. And then it just makes you reflect a bit. Um, yeah. What shows? Uh, me and Kathleen started watching this Korean drama on Netflix. Are you into Korean dramas? No, but if you start talking about Squid Game, you will be like seventeenth oh. person to recommend it to me. So. It's not, dude. Oh my god, I haven't even seen it. I heard it's good. We'll get to it eventually. It's not it. All right, let me let me explain for our listeners out there. Um. Asian, East Asian television is extremely different than Western television, like as a whole. You watch the news, night and day. You watch, you watch like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune versus a Asian variety game show, night and day. I cannot begin to tell you how incredibly entertaining Asian television is. They just... They've, they've got it down to a science. I can't even explain. Maybe I'll send you a few clips offline. Um, but on top of that, the thing that Asian cultures, and I specifically, I, mean, I guess in this case, I mean like Korean, maybe some Chinese, uh, what they're known to produce are what we call like Asian dramas or like Korean dramas or K-dramas for short. And they're essentially like one season series that have like 16 to 20 episodes. Each is like an hour long. And it's like this drama, emotional, everything filled storyline that is most of the time completely outrageous, extremely corny, extremely cheesy, but like pulls at your heartstrings. Oh, they're so good. 
What are you guys watching? So we're watching a show on Netflix called Hometown Cha Cha Cha. I don't know why it's called that. Um, it's about uh, it's about this woman who's like a successful uh, upper middle class dentist who came from the big city of Seoul, South Korea. And it, it, it's almost like a microcosm of America in a way where she came from like this urban elite where she had all these things that were really nice. Long story short, she ends up in like this small seaside rural town to begin setting up her own private dental practice. And it is about the her character development as she learns about the more important things in life, the non-materialistic things, but obviously falls uh, slowly in love with some local person. And yeah, the, the, the guy, it's just so good. But anyways, like in this, in every K-drama, like all most shows, there's like a cast of characters and especially in Asian TV, they span generations oftentimes to give different perspectives. So there's like kids interacting with grandparents, interacting with like the main cast of characters. Um, and there's like always some story because of Asian familial strength and um, collectivism. There's always some storyline around, uh, not like respecting your elders, but just being mindful of like their experience and what they have to pass on. Um, and, and there's like obviously a lot of scenes where like, there's a grandparent calls home to like the kid, but the kid is like so busy trying to create his or her career and like doesn't really have time to like talk to his or her parent. And then it's just sad. And then, yeah, that was a long, long intro, but. I feel like I've only heard of Crash Landing on You. Oh, which is so good. Is it? It is like, even amongst actual south koreans it is like said to be one of the best if not the best korean drama of all time should i watch it you should wow you absolutely should okay 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 it, and they're usually one season but like many episodes correct yeah it'll be like most of them on netflix are literally 16 episodes and that's it and at the end of the 16th episode, you just, you're so sad because it's like finishing a really, really good book. You know, you feel like those were your friends. Like you feel like you knew them. Wow. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. What about you? What? <laughs> how, how are you doing? Oh, okay. Got it. I was like, <laughs> so are Indian dramas? <laughs> um, I'm doing really well. My friends were visiting last week. I slept at 3 a.m. on Thursday slash Friday morning. I slept at 5 a.m. on Friday night slash. I, when I tell you I don't understand how I did it, just I don't understand how I did it. I think when Thursday night makes sense because I took Friday off and I was like, this is the night I'm going to get turned. And then I did. And it was wonderful. <laughs> and it was like in my neighborhood. And we just like went out to dinner and went to a bar and just were like laughing and having a good time. 
the following night we like went out out in Manhattan, which is um <laughs> not something I I don't think it's my vibe. <laughs> Way more like not it wasn't a club but like dance bar. Yeah. And it was fun because my friends were there, but I don't think I would be like, oh, people are visiting. I'm going to take them out to the <laughs> right. Uh, right. And then I, yeah, we were like on the subway at 3.40, 3.40 a.m. We got home around like four-ish, yeah. maybe 4.15. And then uh, just like talked until five. And I was like, should we just stay up until the sunrise? And then I look it up and it's a 7 a.m. sunrise. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but you know what was amazing is that night I because I had drank the night before, I was like, I don't really want to drink a lot tonight. So I had one glass of wine at 7 p.m. And then I just drank water the whole rest of the night. And so I felt really good. Like I didn't feel, I oh, other than being physically tired, my body wasn't like screaming at me. And like, I didn't have a headache at all. Like generally I was feeling pretty good. And so I've been recovering on sleep today. I had the day off. I hit REM so hard between 12.30 and 2 p.m. Okay, here's something else that I realized that I do when I nap and I'm really sleepy in my dreams I am also sleepy and so in this dream I couldn't huh? climb up I couldn't climb up a set of stairs because I was so sleepy <laughs> like my eyes keep closing in my dream what I'm sleeping yeah 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 like I I can't do things because I'm so sleepy in my dreams um does that happen to you no can anyone relate out there let me Hello? know Hello? Have you had those dreams where you wake up in your dream, but you're still dreaming? No, I don't fall asleep, though. It's like the feeling of when you're watching a movie. This used to happen to me a lot as a kid. I, like, fall asleep watching a movie, but I really want to watch it. So I'm, like, trying to keep my eyes open, but I can't. That resistance is happening. But I never fall asleep in the dream. That's, like, inception E, I feel. Right. I used to have these dreams when I was a kid. And you'd have to wake up for school. And I'm not a morning person even as a kid and so i'd i'd wake up but then fall back asleep but my dream would be me getting ready for school so i like brush my teeth eat some breakfast pack my backpack and then i'd wake up thinking i did all that only to realize i didn't and start freaking out because i'm going to be late oh my god that sounds like a troll. That's like sounds like God is putting a troll on you. Yeah. Like, on you. It's happened all the time. Wow. That's yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm doing really well. It. These friends are people from California, and they've known me for a long time. And I was asking them how they thought I've changed coming here. Um, for the listeners, <laughs> we've had a long hiatus because I moved to New York. <laughs> And so now that I'm here, um, they were saying, well, I actually want to hear your thoughts too, if you have any, but they were saying that they think I am a lot more confident now. Um, even though I have like, I think I would identify as confident for most of my life, but I think it feels more like really, really comfortable in what I like and what I don't like and not feeling like I'm putting energy into things that I don't want to be. Um, and they were saying that I seemed a lot happier. Mm. And then that was most of it, I think. Yeah. And just like proud, feeling like I made the moves. Like I made this change right. and when I had said I wanted to change and I made the change happen, mm-hmm. which is like a 
Yeah. Um, couple things. One, it's interesting that your friend said you seem more confident in yourself and what you like and what you don't. Because I almost, I, I would imagine, I have no experience in this, but I would imagine that the opposite normally happens, right? Where someone goes to a new place and in an effort to make friends, to find community, they compromise some of their values to initially fit in. Yeah. Which oftentimes like, it's like going to college, right? You hear all these stories about these people who just like, whoa, what happened to you? Because yeah. they just, the floodgates let loose. So I think that's really interesting. Um, and yet- Can I respond to that? Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and yet you've managed to still find community. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was reflecting on that too. Because it does feel like the other time that I would have had similar experiences in college and these folks went to college with me. And so they were seeing like how compared to then. But I feel like I just have a better, I have more peace with who I am. I think in college, it felt a little bit like scrambly. or like, I'm not really sure who I am, but let me just try on all these things. And like in that way, I can make all this community. Yeah. I feel like a little bit more at peace in who I am. And so that's why when... I would like get an invitation to go out in Manhattan. I'd be like, mm, uh, no, <laughs> but let's do this thing that like I would rather do and right. like facilitates the type of connection that I want to have in my life. Um, yeah, I just feel, I like really appreciate meaningful connection and like low cost and high value activities like I want to cook people dinner at my house I want them to come to my home and just like let's just sit together or like we sit at a park or we take a walk like those are the types of wonderful activities I enjoy every now and then of course like we'll enjoy a great drink night out yeah. but and on the whole that's not my vibe you know right that's right mm. Mm. um my impressions It almost feels like you're the same. Yeah. But just more. Oh, whoa. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, what do you mean? Like none of what I know of your experience in New York thus far is surprising. Yeah. But it's like maybe just the function of you doing more every day, putting yourself out there more every day. It's, it's like your personality, but magnified. Yeah, yeah. I think also some of my friends were like, this is just things you've talked about that you've wanted to do and now you're just doing them. So that's why it's not that surprising that you are like doing X, Y, and Z because I would have said, I want these things. Right. Which um, is cool. So yeah. Personally. Yeah. Do you feel like you've accomplished some sort of milestone in your life? Like an achievement, you know what I mean? I don't think it feels like that because I'm living it. Mm. Like it, yeah, the transition was like really smooth. There wasn't like a shift. It was like, okay, and now I'm in New York and here I am and I have this apartment. But I think that the reason why I like asking, well, I know for sure that when I think about the narrative of my life, like when I think about it at that scale, then I feel proud. Then I'm like, that's this is really like, 
I'm just really happy I did this. And it is allowing me to grow in ways that I think would have taken a lot longer if I hadn't done this. Um, And then when I see my friends, what's interesting is that I feel like not as, I think I just like feel like independent in myself. I, I, because I'm making people like connections here with folks who know me at this stage, it is kind of, it just feels like I'm building this community and I don't feel like as reliant on like social interactions to define me anymore. Um, Nor do I feel like, oh, Dion and I always hang out and he is like how I think of San Francisco. Right. It's actually like I am here and I'm like individually living through this experience of New York and then also like making all these connections. And so it doesn't really feel like all these one person or these few people like are defining how I feel about New York. Right. Which makes me feel like a lot more independent in like this experience, um, right. which is like a really cool feeling. Like it doesn't feel lonely. It just feels like pretty freeing, to be honest. Like I can yeah. experience this on my own terms. Um, if you think like five years into the future or even 10 years, is it possible you might look back on this time in your life as one of, if not the best decision you ever made? I think, yeah. <laughs> the reason I say yes is because I f- imagine a lot of big things are going to happen for me in the next five years, um, as we've talked about many times. Yeah. And so as a result, I feel like like the catalyst of me moving here is what starts like all of those changes right. for me. Um, yeah, and I think we've talked about this too. For some reason, I'm really motivated by... by how I will talk to my kids about life. And I feel like this, like, this makes me really proud and feel strong in my resilience. And that's why, like, I would impart on my kids, like, you can do this, even if you have a self-belief that you don't know how resilient you are, you don't know if you could do something like this, like, you just can. And so let's do it. I feel really motivated by that for some reason. I think it will be like the biggest challenge of my life if I cannot have kids. Wow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And and earlier you said you'll like push your kids that they can do this if, you know, X, Y, and Z. By this, do you just mean generally like they can accomplish something that they might think they can't? Or do you mean they could move somewhere? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that like it depends on what they want. For me, I think you knew this too. Like I always was wasn't sure of myself if I could build a new community from scratch. And even though other people like really believed that I could, I didn't believe it about myself or I wasn't sure if I could. And and so then I made the story about myself of like, oh, I guess because I've grown up in this area and I have all these friends here, like that's just all I can really do. Yeah. And so if their story about themselves is something like, I don't know if I can like move across the country or I don't know if I can like play a new instrument at X age or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. I would then say to them, like, you should try. And just, I think you can do it. My story has just told me that like the thing that I couldn't, I wasn't sure about for myself was building a new community. And I feel like I can, like right. you are more resilient than you think you are. Right. Um, and like the only way to know is to try it. And right. Yeah my life experience has been generally positive. Hmm. Um, 
But I also noticed that through this experience, it kind of like affirmed this belief about myself that I'm just like extremely optimistic to the point of delusion, I think. Like mm. I have looking back on my whole life experience or like this experience moving I am like like 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 100 out of 10 like this was insane like it's so good so so excellent but there are things that happened that were like not that good but when I look back on it and even when I was experiencing it I was like okay here are the good things that can come out of it here are the good things that I'm seeing from this situation um and like talking to my friends who visited this weekend they were like I think that like this is a oh yeah one of the she was like I just knew this about you but I guess I saw it more now it's like how positively you look at your life um it just like comes out way more seeing you now because yeah. if I had to do this it would have been really really hard and like really sad at some point like yeah many different feelings would have come up um yeah 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 that's very true you are a naturally optimistic person and you can tell that it's natural because it like radiates off of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there are some people when they speak optimistically, like you don't actually feel anything, but there are other people you feel it. I don't know. It's like you're radiating it. Like the little optimism rays through the screen into my into my you actually feel it you actually feel yeah wow yeah it's like it's just like some sort of energy when you talk about certain things that you can really feel Yeah. yeah do you uh do you feel like you are generally an optimistic person slash do you feel like you are a happy person uh i am generally a very cynical person um uh i i think it's all tied into uh i thought about this a lot i think it's all tied into my approach into problem solving i'm very individualistic very reliant on myself and myself only i think a part of it is like i don't know which came first but it's all tied where it's like either I need to solve this on my own because no one else can help me or like no one else can help me. So I need to solve this on my own. I don't know which is first. Um, but I think in general, it bleeds into the, a lot. It's, it's very weird. Actually. When I, when I tell people this, they're very surprised, but like, I tend to think, I don't know how to characterize this. I tend to think negatively about the masses but positively on an individual basis with no other like input. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like if I were to meet a random person on the street and they're just behaving normally, I will think very positively of them. And I will assume that they have the best intent and all that stuff. I'll be friendly and I'll chat with them and I'll help them out. But like when I'm driving, let's say, I will just assume everyone else around me is an idiot and should not have a driver's license and be like behaving as such. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. So what would you, I was trying to think of like a situation that we probably could both give our input on. Yeah. Let's say you went to an area, uh, New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So you go to this, you're staying in New York for like mm -hmm. a week and let's say you're staying in Williamsburg, like a specific area. You're staying yeah. in a specific area. When you would walk around or even when you're like thinking about making a plan for the day, do you assume like, oh, people at the cafes are going to be nice to me. Like moving through this city, it's going to be like nice. Like, people are going to be happy or like they'll smile at me. And then when you go do that, do you like affirm that belief or do you like, yeah. How do you think about it? Cause I think this is like in the middle. I can yeah. understand the like masses, like when I think about America as a whole and all of mm -hmm. American people, I don't think I extrapolate like everybody has good intent, but yeah. I definitely do it for like this specific community that I'm in. Right. Everybody here is like, has my back to some degree if I need it. Yeah. Um, if I'm walking through like central park, let's say. Yeah. Yeah or I'm going on a run and it's my first time ever going on a run because I just moved. Yeah. I will be very um, reserved because I will think that there could be a chance that something wrong happens. Something goes wrong, right? Whether you get mugged, whether, I don't know, like think of anything that could possibly happen. And I will think that will happen. But if I'm running, 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 and like halfway through, I'm tired, and I go to sit on a bench to rest, and there's someone else sitting on the bench next to me, and the person drops his Oreo cookie, yeah. and I go pick it up, and I give it to him, I will have no problem making very friendly conversation with that person, assuming that like, oh, there's one, perhaps we can be really good friends, and this is like a weird coincidence. Yeah, 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 okay. Interesting. What about like, um, you are going to go like get coffee at this coffee shop, yeah. then you're going to go just like interact with people who work at these establishments yeah. or just like walking down the street. How mm -hmm. do you, cause those scenarios, like nobody is prompting you to interact right. with them. It's right. just like their steady state there. Yes. What do you, what do you feel then? I would say like outwardly, I'm very, um, positive. Like I will often, like it just happened this morning. I was at Whole Foods and I was um, just grocery shopping. And I'll, I will oftentimes, I'm very observant. So I'll oftentimes see someone in a situation where they might need help. And I will just go up and offer my help because I, to me, it's like, um, it's what the world should do. Uh, so in this case, it was like this lady looking for coffee. And it was, very, it just was like somewhat clear that she was looking at like some coffee beans on the top shelf and like I could reach, but she couldn't. So I was just like, Oh, do you need help getting that? She's like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. And then I did. Um, so I will like approach people proactively with like positivity um, and like the best of intentions and thoughts. It's only when someone approaches me first and gives some sort of like negative something where then like all of a sudden like you're dead you're dead to me like ugh, you're everything wrong with the world like it happened on whole foods too like i couldn't i was trying to find cream of corn they don't have cream of corn i was looking 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 i looked in the canned vegetable section it wasn't there i looked in the soup section it wasn't there and i saw this um whole foods employee walk by with like a whole foods name tag and everything and I approached her. I was like, oh, hey, sorry to bother you, but do you have cream of corn here? And her first immediate 
reaction before I even said anything was like she rolled her eyes. Maybe because like she was in a hurry or I don't know what. But like before I even finished asking the question, I already tuned her out. I was just like, you're the worst. I don't even know why I bother asking you. I just thought all these things like if you, if you hate it so much, why do you even work here? No, 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 no. Why don't you just take a different shift? You're not a morning person. Like it was just a million negative thoughts about like how you are the worst. And of course she was just like, uh, you know, I don't really know. Cause I work in the bakery section, but like, uh, why don't you ask this person over there? And I was like, okay, whatever, dude, you're dead to me. You know? So it's kind of like that. That's like my, I don't know how I function. Interesting. So like you will assume positive intent, but as soon as one thing is like bad, you're like, no. Right. And then it might like emanate to like right. a larger group of people that you would say that about. Which might be bad because I was thinking like if I was in your shoes, I moved to New York. Yeah. Would that make it very difficult for me? Yeah. To make friends. Interesting. And that's because like me born and raised being in the Bay for all my life you kind of have a network. And so you, you don't need to flex the muscle of building new relationships and communities often. And as a result, you have the luxury of being more picky. Yeah. With who you you already with. have plans with these people who already know me really well and I already know them really well. And exactly. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let me, I'm trying to reflect on like how it has been making new friends. Um, has not been that challenging. Okay, this is why I think it hasn't been challenging though, is because I think I'm still quite picky, but I will present in my truest form. Mm-hmm. And so if they can't vibe with that, then I'm like, oh, natural select you out. <laughs> and I don't feel like desperate enough for friends to be like, oh, I guess I need to hang out with these people who I don't feel the best with. Like, I don't feel that pressure. Um, largely because I live with a really close friend of mine. And so then I'm like, oh, I have this great interaction at home. Like, I'm just going to hang out. Like, I don't need that. Um, so have, have has there been anyone that you've selected, you've naturally selected to be out of your life? Someone who was just like, oh, yeah, we should do this again. Or, oh, yeah, like, want to get caught. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Wow. Um, It feels like a little bit, I mean, honestly, like one of the elements of my natural selection is like, can you just communicate your needs to me in a mature way? That's like quite important to me because it then is a departure from what college was like or high school was like when like we can't, we don't know how to talk. And so then we say some like weird convoluted thing. And then you're like, bro, just tell me that you're uncomfortable or like, tell me you don't want to do this and we don't need to do this. Like, I don't want to play these games. And uh, I feel like with those people, I have like just not reach yeah. out um and if they reach out then maybe would hang out in a group setting but i haven't had enough interactions to like have had to make a compromise to be like i really don't want to hang out with you but i guess i'm hanging out with you yeah yeah what you just described is kind of like what i imagine the dating scene to be mm. a microcosm where yeah. like if i was single and I became, I got into the dating scene and I had a profile or whatever, I'd imagine it as I would literally just put all, like very explicitly and directly, like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm not. Yeah. Don't match your profile. Don't swipe. 
what, yeah. what direction is it? I don't know. Don't swipe or whatever, or don't heart or whatever. But do you think that you only are really confident in what you want and what you don't want because you have been in such a long-term relationship? Like, imagine that you only had like some, right? Like, I think many of us are in the bowl of like, well, obviously, if we're not in a long-term relationship, that's why people are looking to date. <laughs> well, no, no, sorry. I would say like, I think I would be in a similar boat if I yeah. had maybe many but not as long relationships Correct. where you just exactly. like learn about what you like, how you vibe, how you don't. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that that's like, I would also like to move through the world like that of like, this is what I know that I like. And obviously like there's some, but okay. You know, what was concerning to me was, am I just like hardening myself? Like, am I saying like, this is who I am? And so then I am not opening myself to the possibility of changing, which mm-hmm. kind of is ass. Like I would want to change. Yeah. Well, do we, do we curse on the podcast? Is that okay? That, gonna, that can affect our ads. That get, loop it out. Loop it out. Yeah. Um, yes. And to, to like make it doubly worse. Yeah. I think it's like during COVID. Yeah. It, people are not just, they're just, being isolated from the world and they're just constantly sitting in their own mind or with one or two other people and hardening their point of view on the world and their thoughts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I thought about that too about like at what point is like too much confidence in yourself and your abilities and your point of view a hindrance yeah or changing and adapting yeah like we say now that you know when i grow up and i have kids in the next generation when they start tackling the next social progressive issue that like i'll be open-minded right not like my parents but i wonder if we actually did fast forward like 30 years from now that would be true yeah or we would be like you know it's better this way or you know what i mean yeah whoa yeah also i was just thinking about like um Something I have learned about recently in like some of the social circles that I'm hanging out in mm-hmm. is there's like a definite division of people who like go out a lot and it's New York City. Like we go out on the weekends and we stay out really late and we like participate in all the things that people think New York City is. And that is cool. And then there's a separate group of people, which I actually think I fall under more, which is like we go to events or like talk about, we, we like center it around connection. Like I want to just hang out with people. I'll go to the park with you. Let's watch the sunset like that. And then for us, that is considered cool. Mm-hmm. And then, and then so I was wondering like, how did we, how did this end up? Like, how did we end up thinking that a certain type of activity is quote unquote cool. And then these other people think another type of activity is, is quote unquote cool because actually some of these people went to university with me. And so we were like exposed to a lot of the same things. Yeah. And eventually I, some of us ended up diverging in one way and others ended up diverging one way. And we think in our own lane, like this is cool. Mm-hmm. And like, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, gotta be environment right like i think the example the stereotypical example of this is like in middle school there were cool kids and i think 
on like Western media and stereotypically it's, it's like jocks or yeah. the cheerleaders or whatever. So it's like what made them cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back then. And as we've gotten older and granted as entertainment movies, TV shows, as, as those have changed too, maybe that's helped shift it a bit, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I also was thinking like, <laughs> I'm only 26, so I'm not like that old, but my body like will revolt against me in ways that I think I just ignored earlier. But my body was always like, I want to have a lot of sleep and I need to like drink a lot of water and like exercise regularly. Like that's when my body functions the best, I think. But in college, I feel like I rejected some of those elements because I'm like, this is what people do. Even though my body was still telling me that I like get really tired at certain times. Um, maybe now I'm like just more willing to listen to it. Now I'm like more comfortable with understanding that going out, it does not equate to like a fun time always. And like right. health is well, babies. I don't know. Yeah. Where yeah. I feel like in your situation, you'd be hard pressed to find a college kid that stayed out till 5. AM and their last drink was a glass of red wine at 7. PM. Yep. It was white wine. Yeah, exactly. Many of my friends were like, I literally cannot believe you're out. And I was like, I could go another hour because I have so much energy to just like dance. And I feel so good. Like my body feels really good because I'm very well hydrated. This is a great form of exercise. So I'm just like sweating, like a lot of endorphins and I'm happy you guys are here. And they're like, I could never have done this sober. And I was like, hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, reach their own. I mean, your body will definitely catch up and it'll tell you like i can't i can't i can't even i don't even remember the last time i stayed up to one and if i did i guarantee you i was at home yeah and i still felt so incredibly tired the next day yeah even if you had like eight hours of sleep yeah 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 yeah, I mean, I slept a ton today. I slept a ton last night. I slept a ton. <laughs> like, I need two. I had yesterday, nobody was home. Today, nobody's home. I had a day off. Like, I needed all that. Right. I feel like a human again. Yeah, people always, um, when they go on, like, on PTO and stuff now, yeah. I feel like as you get older, you plan it so that you get back, like, on a Friday. Oh, and you have padded out with, like, exactly. oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking about this week. I was like, I did oh. a good thing. Yeah. For those of you listening, uh, I sent Dion this article called something, 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 and the, <laughs> the drowning child in the expanding circle. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Uh, by Peter Singer. Peter Singer is like pretty infamously utilitarian in how he views um, like doing good, just like greatest good for the most number of people, period. Like there's no caveats. You just like. Right. Um. And so this article like talks about that mentality and this idea of like, would you save two strangers or your mother drowning? Like in some version of that. Right. Yeah. What, what did you like about it? What did you think about it? What are your thoughts? Um, so the, the article wasn't written by him, right? It was like some other person writing about him or no? I'm pretty sure he wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought the example that was given where um, I guess it's him teaching and asking his students. Yeah. 
like uh, just for the, the listeners, yes. you're on your way to work or to school or whatever, and you walk by this shallow pond every day. And one day you see like a kid flailing in this shallow pond. And you know you can save this kid. You just need to wade through like some dirty, muddy water. But then you can save the kid from drowning to do it. And virtually all the students are like, oh, absolutely. We have a moral imperative to save this child's life. And it's like, okay, well, what if um, like the pond is a bit farther out, right? And um, you have to like put in some work, but it's still reasonably, you're, you're still definitely going to be able to save this kid. Would you go out of your way to do it? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think it expands to be like, okay, well, what if this kid now, instead of in this pond on your way next to work is in Thailand. And you know, all you need to do is like donate five bucks or 10 bucks or the amount of money that would be needed to buy a t-shirt at Uniqlo. Um, but if you donate it, you can save this kid because you'll provide this kid food for like a month. Do you do it? And the article goes to say that that's when most of the, the students in the class start bringing up what I interpreted to be not like excuses, but like reasons why they wouldn't or reasons why it would be ineffective. Cause it's like, Oh, what if the aid program that I donate the money to, you know, mishandles it or how do we know it's really going to go to this kid? Or what if it gets there, the kids spend all these different reasons. And it's like, I think his argument was, well, even if let's say you donate $10, and only a dollar made it to the kid, that dollar is going to significantly positively impact the kid's life way more than a dollar would impact yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was a very, very interesting thought exercise because it was basically every single thing that I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to pause you. That's how I felt when I read the thing. I was like, I have never been able to articulate this correctly. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what I think about. And obviously like, I think Peter Singer is quite extreme in how he thinks and how quite extreme in being like, obviously you donate. And there's so many caveats. Like you have so many extenuating life circumstances. You might need to save for X, Y, and Z. Like it's just nuanced, but the way I could never articulate it the way that he did. I just, it's exactly how I think about the world. Right. In an extreme way, but. Yeah, how like things that I've been grappling with. But so the thing, the interesting thing is you even just said, you're like, oh, there's different circumstances. Maybe you need to save for something. He, he put this example, it's a very extreme one of like this billionaire or whoever, right? Who like made it on to like the richest Forbes, richest people in the world, but he was like number 100 out of 100. And for him, it was like, I will never put like to his wife or something. He was like, I'm so sorry, honey. I'll never embarrass us like this ever again. We'll never be at the bottom of this list. Yeah. Um, and like taking into your comments, like what are you saving for? A new yeah. car? A new whatever? Totally. The- Wait, this is exactly, I mean, we must have talked about this in a previous episode of like, how much do we need? I think his commentary on consumption is actually my favorite part mm-hmm. where we just like consume blindly with no regard of how much do I need? We just say, I need more. And this exercise of like, I need this much. 
and I will be happy if I have this much. Uh, and we all know like rationally that like increased salary doesn't increase your happiness proportionately and often decreases it. Um, but in practice, like nobody does it myself included of like, this is how much money I actually need to be happy. And so me compromising on other elements will actually give me like, yeah, compromising on salary, but getting other elements out of it is really important for me. Um, yeah, I feel like that should just be some sort of like skill that we develop of like, here are your finances, how much money are you actually spending that makes you happy? How much money do you actually need on a like yearly basis? But even then, I think we like get caught up in the, well, I do need to go to like two concerts every six months. You know, like I need to go to outside lands. So that means I need like another 500 bucks per paycheck, whatever it is. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting article. And I think we both are saying pretty positive things about it. But I thought it was a bunch of BS. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. I hated it. Mm. I thought I learned a lot, but I hated the way it was written. Oh, interesting. Because it came off. And a lot of these things come off this way. as like a, this is how you should this is how you should behave. This is how the world should behave. And I don't think it actually solves any of the problems that it intends to solve for. Yeah. Because you're never going to change someone's mind by telling them what they should think. Yeah. Um, so that part I didn't like. Also, like just a personal thing is I would just never donate. To Going back to the very first example, it's like if you could donate 10 bucks to this kid in Thailand so he can eat for a month. I would never do that, but that's because like, I would never, I just don't believe in donating money. Mm. It's um, like oftentimes in Berkeley, when homeless people come up and they ask for money, I would never give them money, Mm. but I would often say like, oh, I'm getting a burger. Do you want a burger? Mm. I can get you a burger and I'll come out with a meal. Sometimes they say, yeah. Sometimes they say no which is like absurd to me. Um, And this kind of maybe gets into my pessimism of the masses, my cynicism, is that like, how do I know what you're actually going to do with this money? Wow, Dion, this is literally give directly, like give directly's whole deal is like, you should give cash. Cash transfers are the most effective to solve poverty or are one of the most effective Mm -hmm. because they may not need food. Like they may need other things like to start a business, to buy a motorcycle, et cetera, et cetera. Like they know what they need the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like my cynical ass that is thinking. Yeah. Either you don't or you're lying. Yeah. Yeah, In fact, the only times I've ever given money to a homeless person is when they're one of those cheeky cheeky homeless people that have those signs that are like need money for beer. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, at least you're being upfront about it. Mm. And I know where my money is going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, I also agree that my friend and I were talking about this, too, of someone. Okay, we're going to take Peter Singer as an example. He says this really extreme prescriptive thing. He might live like this. I cannot live like that. Like, I think the way that he vouches for how a moral imperative should push us, like, makes a lot of your general quality of life reduce in certain ways. Like, 
yeah, this other book, Strangers Drowning, talks about a lot of these people who are like extreme do-gooders. And so then they're just like unhappy many times. Um, but I think he pushes my needle to be closer to that. Like maybe I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm like two percent of that, which that's how like I interpret these texts when they're like really prescriptive. Then I'm like, all right, like what element of this can I actually incorporate into my life? But I hear that it is like pretty extreme and like simplified. I think it's very, very simplified in how it says like, just donate because no, like you need to know where the money goes, how effective this like organization is. And I think the unfortunate thing of a lot of social impact is that it just reinforces a lot of this like America versus all these other quote unquote developing countries and we can help you. And it's not framed as like a redistributing wealth that was improperly given to the, to the United States. And like, now we need to make sure everybody else. And I mean, there's other elements of like all, many of these organizations are run by white men. And so how are they making these executive decisions to then make international development aid? Like, yeah, controversial. So I think all these nuances are not captured in like this like two page essay. Right. But, yeah, I think it made me just think a lot about how I, well, I also think that I don't know how motivated I am by like, quote unquote, strangers drowning. Like I will pour infinite resources into people that I love, um, probably with lower levels of impact, you know? Like if you're just like, Roshni, I, I need to talk to you about my career struggles. Technically, like you're already fine. Like I don't need to be spending like hours and hours and hours being like, Dion, tell me. But I would, I do that because I care about you. Whereas if I spent like even 10% of the hours talking to you to like doing something for someone who I don't physically see and like have an emotional connection with, probably have a larger impact, but I'm not motivated in that way. Um, I think that's just like the rational mind versus the emotional mind. See, okay, this is interesting. Um, I'm the opposite or not the opposite. I, I'll invest into friends and family, obviously, but despite being so cynical, I guess like despite being so cynical about what others will do to me, I am the complete opposite about what I will do to others. In fact, most of like the verbal altercations I've gotten into oh, yeah. are because of witnessing some type of injustice that's happening to from one stranger to another that has nothing to do with me that I could easily walk away from but i feel the need yeah why is that why is that like because let's say you assume masses are like not that good you know maybe it's not bad but like the mass is not that good so when you see an injustice isn't this like yeah that's what i believe the mass reaffirming it i I think it's um perhaps an innate desire to defend the idea that the world shouldn't be like that yeah and if i can't even behave that way yeah 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 wow it's really complex i know right it's it's really i've I've actually thought about this a lot of like how can i think so negatively the world and yet because i also think that in interacting with you Although I know that you're a cynical person, I think you create positive energy. 
Like, I think that you are, I think the reason why I am close to you is because I feel positive after we interact with each other and you're like happy. And I like to be around happy people. Um, so even that feels really interesting to like layer on top of your belief about the world. Right. Like, how can I do that? And yet think the way I think, I guess it's almost like what just to say, if I didn't know you, I would probably think you're an idiot. I would probably think like, what is this person doing here? Or um, this person's going to mess something up or whatever it is. But it's because I know you and I developed a connection that it's like instantly. Oh, you're great. You're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so. It's so interesting. It's like, it feels contradictory in many ways. But as you explain it to me, like. It kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. But it's also kind of It feels hard, like, to move through the world that way. Like, this world's telling me this. And this world's telling me this. And then how I feel is this. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. So it's so, like, layered. Because I think that if I were to describe my own self-belief, I would just be like, world is good. My life is constantly getting better. And because I believe that, like, I see it in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how I, that's actually, so like, I will fully accept that I think there is a level of delusion that I'm operating under, but Mm -hmm. it serves me. Like, it it makes me generally happy. It makes me, like, enjoy living my life. And so I accept that I'm a little bit delusional in thinking this way. Mm. And so I guess the question is, does my belief, does that serve me? Yeah, yeah. Make it more difficult. <laughs> Which, Imagine if the answer is no, then it's like, why do you still believe that? Yeah, I mean, I think the answer is no. Yeah. Like, I'd probably have less stress, <laughs> yeah. uh, more patience. But how group. do you change some a belief that's so fundamental about yourself? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean you can't be asking me that. Yeah, you're the one who's like, I'm not <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that like needs. I'm to maladaptive. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I, I, I love that. I mean, like, I think it's also just really cool to be learning about yourself all, all through life. Right. But I hope that, I don't know how to learn about this, but like, how do you actually change? Is it possible to change fundamental self-beliefs? Because that's pretty shitty if we like believe certain things about ourselves. And then by the time you're like 25, when your brain's fully developed or whatever, and here you go, like, this is who you are for the rest of the I mean, it would also suck if it took the same amount of time to change. Like if it took me 29 years to get to where I am today. Yeah. I'm only 58 by the time I'm positive. About Finally, that. you're like, right? Whole Foods employee is so wonderful. <laughs> that Whole Foods. My like wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, oh, the people who work here are great. <laughs> Damn. All right. I'm going to make some dinner now. Yeah. I'm going to go work out. Love it. Yeah. I'll chat with you later. Okay. All right. Bye. If you liked what you heard, send us an email at inlifepodcast at gmail.com for a question you'd like us to discuss. Thanks for listening.